Go ahead and make your way back to your seats. We're going to get started. As you make your way to your seats, I want to welcome you once again to Providence Road. If you are uh, a guest with us this morning, it's your first time, uh, welcome. My name is Blake Hilgenfeld, one of the pastors here, and uh, we are very grateful and thankful uh, that you have joined us this morning. We are wrapping up our series uh, called This Is Us this morning, and what we've been doing over the past several weeks is that we have been going through uh, our mission statement as a church. We've been, we've been looking at what that is specifically and kind of breaking it apart, and our mission statement is this, living as disciples who make disciples, we seek gospel saturation through demonstrating and declaring the gospel in all of life. So let me say that again. Living as disciples of Jesus who make the other disciples of Jesus, we seek gospel saturation. So we want the the gospel to saturate this city and saturate our neighborhoods, our schools, our workplaces, and among the nations through demonstrating and declaring the gospel in all of life. And so this morning we're going to look at specifically what does it really uh, mean for us to declare and demonstrate the gospel in all of life. We're going to look at that, but we're also going to see the power that we have as followers of Jesus to actually accomplish this mission. It is the most amazing mission that we have as followers of Jesus. It's the only mission we have to go into this world and declare and demonstrate the kingdom of God as we live out our lives on the campus of OU, workplaces, homes, neighborhoods, wherever we go, we do this. But as we're going to see, we have power, supernatural power to accomplish a supernatural mission. And so if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 3. If you don't have a Bible, uh, verses will eventually, are there, there they are on the screen. There are uh, Bibles underneath you as well. Uh, I do encourage you to open up a Bible or a Bible app. Acts chapter 1, let's start reading in verse 3. Jesus presented himself alive to his disciples after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, the disciples asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons. The Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when when he had said these things, as they were looking on, Jesus was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Let's pray. Father, as we look at your word this morning, we ask that you would give us eyes to see. Holy Spirit, we know that it is your work to open up our eyes, to help us to to have spiritual understanding. Any spiritual understanding that we have comes from you. And so we ask that you would give it to us this morning as we look at your word, that we would see the supernatural mission that you call all followers of Jesus to And you've given us this supernatural power to accomplish this mission of extending the kingdom of God here in Norman, Oklahoma, and among the nations. And so we ask 
that you would move. We submit ourselves to you, to the authority of your word, and help us to be changed by your word this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so picture what's happening in this passage. Jesus suffered on a cross. He died. He was buried. And now he's alive. So he busted out of the grave, was once dead, now he's alive, and now he is speaking to his disciples. His disciples see him now in the flesh and blood. They eat with him, they talk with him, and now Jesus is giving these kind of last parting instructions or these commands. These are more or less Jesus' last words to his disciples. He's not going to see them again at least on this side of heaven. And so these last words that Jesus tells his disciples, you better believe, are of the utmost importance. I mean, if you're not going to see someone again, what you say to them at the very end is the most important thing that you can say to that person. So if it's the most important thing to the disciples, it is the most important thing for us as Jesus' disciples today in 2019. So So what did Jesus say to his disciples? He says to them, I'm sending you out to be my witnesses. So I'm sending you out to declare and demonstrate the good news of my kingdom, that I am the king and salvation is found in me. I'm sending you out, but wait, do not go on your own strength and effort. I want you to wait for the the coming of the Holy Spirit. Wait in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will empower you then to go and demonstrate the kingdom of God. So when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, then they received power to go and actually accomplish this supernatural mission. Guys, this is absolutely stunning. Why? Because what this means is, is that Jesus is giving this mission to his disciples. So in other words, he is telling his disciples that they are to continue the mission that Jesus came to start. So they are the ones who are going to continue this mission that Jesus started by going and declaring the good news of the kingdom and demonstrating the kingdom of God in their lives through word and deed. This is a supernatural mission, and disciples needed supernatural power to accomplish this mission, and they received it. They received it when the Holy Spirit came upon them. Guys, do you realize that nothing has changed The first disciples of Jesus, the early church, they needed this power, this supernatural power to accomplish this supernatural mission, and so do we. In 2019, if you are a follower of Jesus, the mission that God calls you to and invites you to join him on is this mission of declaring the good news of Jesus and demonstrating the kingdom of God with your lives. And you have now received power in order to do that because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within you. Did you hear that? If you are a follower of Jesus... You have the spirit of Jesus living and dwelling within you. 
Guys, do not let this truth just kind of flow off of you easily this morning. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other and say, yeah, I've heard this before, that, I, that, that the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within me. Guys, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that enabled Jesus to accomplish the work of the kingdom and declaring the kingdom and demonstrating the kingdom lives and dwells within us. That's good news, isn't it? You know what? The Old Testament saints would have loved to have what we have. The Spirit of the living God living and dwelling within us. So guys, uh, just in case we have forgotten, right? Just in case we woke up this morning and we didn't even think about the Spirit of God living and dwelling within us. Just in case we got up this morning and we haven't even acknowledged the Holy Spirit's presence within our lives, let us just stop for a moment this morning and dwell and meditate on this truly life-changing reality. This is life-changing. It should change our lives. Listen, have you called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to save you? Are you looking to Jesus this morning as your only hope of salvation? Have you pledged your allegiance to King Jesus to follow him? If so, listen very carefully. There is nothing ordinary about you this morning. You are extraordinary, right? Because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within you. You have now this supernatural, God-given power to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. You are now invited to extend the kingdom of Jesus by the, by the spirit of Jesus, by going and declaring and demonstrating Jesus. Guys, this is absolutely amazing. We all get to be a part of this. If you are a follower of Jesus this morning, you are invited to be a part of this mission. You don't have to be some elite, privileged Christian, which there, there, doesn't exist. There is no such thing. Every single follower of Jesus who's connected to Jesus, united to Jesus by faith, you are united to him by his spirit as well. So you have the power of the risen Jesus living and dwelling within us. So what this means is, is that Jesus does not just want us to admire his life from a distance. It's not like Jesus, uh, he is sitting at the right hand of his father, but he wants us to experience the power and presence of the third member of, his, of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit, living and dwelling within us. He wants us to experience himself. Question is, are we experiencing the presence and power of Jesus living and dwelling within us? Or have we just settled have we just settled to admire Jesus' life from a distance? Maybe uh, it's a little too scary, right? Or maybe it's a little bit too uncomfortable. Maybe we like comfort. Maybe we like control. And we don't want to be connected in that way, in that deep way to Jesus. I mean, have we settled for a powerless life? Have we stopped hungering? for more of his power to work in and through us to make much of Jesus on the campus of OU, in our workplaces, in our neighborhood, in our, in, our, in our homes? Have we stopped dreaming that God can actually use you, use me, use us, ordinary but extraordinary Christians to do great things for the kingdom of God? I mean, have we settled for a powerless life that looks nothing like the lives of those that we read about in the New Testament? Guys, I don't know about you, but in many ways, I feel like I have settled. You see, I've bought into this lie 
that the people that I have been praying for for years are powerless and will never come to Christ. And if you want to admit that you kind of believe that, Anyone want, want to kind of admit, like I, I do, that, that at times I, I see the truth of God's work being weak to change hearts, being weak to give sight to the spiritually blind, being weak to raise spiritually dead people to life? Like I, I've settled for this comfortable life because being used by God for, to extend the kingdom is very, very uncomfortable, isn't it? It means we've got to put ourselves out there. It means we've got to, be, got to like, kind of look foolish at times. It, it, it means that people may not like us. Maybe people may make fun of us. But I, I love comfort, and I want, the, you know, I want people to, to like me. So therefore, I don't really want to be used for the kingdom of God. Anyone with me? Anyone else tired, though, of these excuses and believing these lies? I'm tired of going throughout my days, weak and powerless, and not even thinking about Holy Spirit, use me today in my workplace. Use me today. I mean, that, that is why I am working. That's why I'm in my workplace, to be used to extend the, the kingdom of God. And so what would it look like for us to start every day as we go into our classrooms, as we go into our workplace, first acknowledging the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and ask him, use me. Use me to extend the kingdom. Guys, listen, if you're like me, we need to be reawakened this morning. Some of, some of us need to be awakened for the first time to this reality, guys, that there is still power today to save a multitude of people in this city. You believe that? There is still power today to see hundreds of students, thousands of students come to Christ on, on the campus of OU. You, you believe that? I mean, there is still power today to, to give spiritual sight to the spiritually blind, and, and there's still power today to raise spiritually dead people to life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has come. He hasn't left us. He still lives and dwells within us to use ordinary but extraordinary followers of Jesus to accomplish great things for his kingdom. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God desires to use you? If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, and he desires to use you to extend his kingdom by demonstrating and declaring the gospel in all of life as you go. Listen, what this means is, and this, this, this should change everything about us. What this means now is that this is our reality, and this is the truth of our lives. That if you've received Christ and now you have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within us, then now you are the hope to those that God has called you to. Because you are the ones who have the message of Christ to take to them. And so now it's your mission to declare and demonstrate the kingdom of God as you go out of, uh, out of this place, as you go into your workplace and as you, as you go. But now you've got the power to do that, to declare Jesus and to live like Jesus. Guys, is there anything else greater than this? I mean, can you think of anything better to wake up to than to wake up in the morning dependent and relying upon the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells within us to use us to bring others out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I mean, this is 
the mission, and this is an amazing mission, and he invites every single follower of Jesus to be on this mission. Not just me, not just someone who stands up here and just preaches. All of us living as disciples. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you're called to go out and make other disciples of Jesus. And the good news is, is you got Jesus with you in the Spirit to help you do that. So, we go. We go to those who are outside these walls. And we keep knocking and we keep asking. Holy Spirit, use me. Holy Spirit, use me. As I go, use me. As I go, help me to demonstrate the kingdom. Help me me to live like Jesus and help me declare Jesus. Help me to be his hands and feet so that others will come to know Jesus. So we go. We go out of this place declaring and demonstrating the kingdom of God. And if you need some, some help in that or you need some next steps, what I encourage you to do tomorrow morning as you wake up, as you wake up and you just acknowledge the Holy Spirit and ask, use me today. You may forget an hour. When you remember, go back. Holy Spirit, use me. Holy Spirit, use me. Then open your mouth and take steps using hands and feet to bless others, extending the kingdom. So that's number one. The, number two is this. Not only do we go outside these walls to demonstrate and declare the kingdom of God, but we also declare and demonstrate the kingdom of God to one another, each other, the body, the church. Listen, do you realize or did you know, I'm sure you do, but let me just remind you, if you have received Christ and if you receive the Holy Spirit, as a result of receiving the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has given you spiritual gifts, all right? So every follower of Jesus has the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the Holy Spirit has given you spiritual gifts to be used to encourage and build up the body of Christ by demonstrating and declaring Jesus to one another. Paul says this. Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. He said, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. So there are, there are numerous spiritual gifts, but one spirit. Varieties of service, but the same Lord. Varieties of activities, but is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. Verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So we receive these spiritual gifts for the common good of building each other up and encouraging each other. For one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability of distinguishing between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So, the, so Paul is saying that the Holy Spirit gives specific gives specific spiritual gifts to believers as he will. So it's not like we have all these spiritual gifts. It's up to the Spirit to give us what gifts he wants to give us. That's what it means when he says, apportions to each one individually as he wills. Now he also says this in chapter 14, verse 12. So with yourselves, since you are eager for the manifestations of the Spirit. So the, so the believers in the church in Corinth, they were, they were eager to see the Spirit move. They were eager to experience the Holy Spirit. They were, they were eager, eager to, to use their spiritual gifts. And he says, strive to excel in building up the church. So what does this mean? It ultimately just means this. 
Again, when the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within you, the Holy Spirit has given you spiritual gifts, and those spiritual gifts are to be used to encourage and build up the body of Christ. We are to strive, we are to excel using these gifts to serve one another. So think about a body, think about a human body. Your feet do not function like your hands, right? We all on the same page on that one? Your brain doesn't function like your mouth. Now, your brain actually, it, it, it does uh, uh, affect your mouth and what you say, but it doesn't function the same way. They, they, they function differently, but you know what they do? They serve each other. Every part of the body functions as it should function, and when it's functioning properly, you know what you have? You've got a healthy body. And the same goes with the body of Christ. Every follower of Jesus is to use their spiritual gifts to love and serve and build each other up. But if we're not using our spiritual gifts to love and serve and build each other up, you know what? We're not going to have a healthy, thriving, healthy church. Uh, the body's not going to be healthy. If only one person is using their gifts or a couple people are using their gifts, that's not how it works. We've all been given different gifts to be used to work together, serve, to build each other up to where we have a healthy body. So the question is, how are you using your spiritual gifts to declare and demonstrate Jesus to one another? You have the spiritual gift of service, or do you think that you have the spiritual gift of, of service? There are numerous ways, guys, to use that gift here at Providence Road. I want to give you an example. I just told her this morning that I was going to talk about her. Beth Robertson, some of you who don't know her, she serves the kids and families every single week here at Providence Road. What she does, she comes up every week, midweek, and she brings her kids. She cleans the kids' classrooms, she cleans the kids' bathrooms, and she sets out all the crafts for the curriculum. Now listen, if you think that's absolutely horrible and you're saying, why would anyone do that? You probably don't have the gift of service, Right? You, you got, you, but you got another gift. But if you ask Beth, she will tell you she loves doing it. Why? Because when you use your spiritual gifts to serve the body of Christ, it gives you joy and it brings life. And it not only brings life and joy to you, but it blesses other followers of Jesus. I mean, so many families in this church are blessed by what Beth does as she's using her gifts. And you, would even, you, you had no idea, probably, that she does that to serve the people of this church. But I see it. I see it every week. And you know what I see? I see Jesus living in her and through her. I mean, Jesus was the greatest servant, Right? He came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He laid his life down. He served, and that's what Beth is doing. She's laying it down, and she is serving the people of Providence Road. You have the gift of administration. You like details. We, we, we have opportunities. You like the gift of hospitality, like to welcome people. We got opportunity. You have the, like the gift of teaching. Listen, we all have spiritual gifts that are to be used within the church to build and serve and declare and demonstrate the kingdom of Jesus to one another. So here's my challenge to you. If you are not currently serving, if you do not feel like you're using your spiritual gifts within this body, 
Take steps today to use your spiritual gifts. And this is how you can do it. At the end of the service, or I don't care, you can get up right now and go do this. There are, there, there are computers back here. And there's a form that you can fill out. And all we're asking you to do is fill out that form and you just choose things that you feel like are, that you have the giftings to do. It, it, you may not know what, really what my spiritual gifts are, but as you look at that list, oh, that, 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 may, that, that, that sounds really interesting to me. Sign up, start serving, and it may be one of your spiritual gifts. We have several needs all over the place. We, we, need, we need people to serve within kids, we have people that, if you can sing, it's not my spiritual gift, you don't want that, to, to, you don't want to be up here. We need people up in, in, in the worship, AV audio, hospitality, again, administration, teaching. If you, if you want to have a conversation with me, Jay, any of the staff uh, of ways in which you think that you can use your spiritual gifts that may not be on that list, come talk to us. Because here's the reality, guys. We need each other. We need each other. We're all part of the body. We all have been given different gifts to serve and, and, and to build each other up. So we should strive. We should not neglect the, the gifts that God has given to us. He has given them to us for the purpose of declaring and demonstrating Jesus to one another. So use your spiritual gifts. Don't make any excuses when you leave. Just go back there and, 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 and sign up. Living as disciples who make disciples, we seek gospel saturation through declaring and demonstrating the gospel in all of life. That's what we do. That's our mission. That's what we're going to push, go back to. So as we leave this place, let us leave with that mission, with that mindset, and with this life-changing reality. Guys, we've got this supernatural mission that Jesus invites us on, and we have this supernatural power and the Holy Spirit. Let us be more dependent and rely more on the Holy Spirit to accomplish this mission, and let us actually go open our mouths, use our hands, use our feet to extend the kingdom of God and see multitudes of people in this city come into the kingdom. Amen? You with me? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that as a result of being united to your Son, we have received His Spirit. And as a result of receiving His Spirit, we now have this power and this ability to continue, Jesus, the work that you came, the work that you started. So you are continuing extending your kingdom on earth through us. And so, Father, we just ask that you would help us this morning. If we have any unbelief, thinking, oh, like, you won't use us, that you, 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 you will use other people, but I'm not as gifted, I'm not as smart, I'm not as talented as other followers of Jesus. Let us kill those, let us turn from those, and let us turn to you believing that you have given us the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that lived and dwelt within Jesus, to accomplish the work that you called us to. Help us to be more mindful of you, Holy Spirit, more dependent upon you, 
that you grant us the grace as we go throughout the day that you would just continue to bring yourself to our remembrance. As we wake up tomorrow morning, that you would be on our mind and that we would seek after you and that we would be dependent upon you to continue this ministry of declaring and demonstrating the kingdom of God here in the city of Norman, Oklahoma. And that you would use us in great ways to bring hundreds and thousands of people in this city out of darkness and into your marvelous light, into your kingdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.